0: Marek, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Pleasure, Richard. Thank you.
0: Just give us some of the insights. Um, uh, I guess in, in terms of the the macro picture um, that that you're seeing as we come into twenty twenty
1: one. It's going to be a very dynamic uh, year because you do have you do you have so many things going on at the at the strategic level which are going to affect Central Europe and obviously the big thing out there is is COVID and how the region responds. To the uh to the vaccine programs. We're already seeing sort of some differentials in countries in relation to Poland, how quickly they're vaccinating. Hungary is trying to forge ahead with its own separate uh, program uh, of, of vaccinations outside of the EU managed system or additional to the EU managed system. So I think there's a bit of a race going on within Century as to who gets out of lockdown first. And the real worry is that given the current semi-glacial pace of these vaccinations, actually nobody's really going to get out of lockdown. And uh, we could be entering 2022 in a year's time with still substantial restrictions, obviously going to impact growth. The other, uh, the other vector that's going to be a big impact on the region is obviously the EU and, and Brussels. And part of that is on the one hand, obviously, with the implementation of the COVID rescue package. that package in general for all EU member states is not perhaps what it could potentially be cracked up to be. It sounds like a lot of money, 750 billion euro, but only half of that roughly is actual grants. It's spread out over a long cycle until 2026, uh, and there are all sorts of terms and conditions attached to it. There's no sign of a follow on stimulus package. Coming. So that's going to be one issue. Uh, and obviously, Poland and uh, Hungary, in particular, out of Central Europe, are a bit worried about the imposition onto the general EU multi year financial framework cash transfers, the linkage that's being made within the Commission to rule of law issues. And there is a worry that there will be disruption if over. The next few years, there are cases brought to whether it's the European Court of Justice or in the European Parliament that might trigger that mechanism. Even if that doesn't happen, what you might, what military planners call the throw weight of countries like Poland and Hungary will be a little reduced in Brussels, particularly because they are seen by some commission officials almost as, as as pariah states, particularly Hungary. So that relationship with Europe remains a big question. Of course, there are other impacts coming from Brexit. Uh, Poland and Central Europe lost lost a member state that in many policy issues, particularly on competition policy and digital policy, was actually favorable to the Central Europeans. And without the Brits there in the commission, it's gonna be a tougher struggle for some Central European countries uh, making their case on a number of areas of policy. And of course, we're all keen to see what the shift in power in Germany with Mrs. Merkel departing, uh, Armin Laschet taking over, who's going to be the chancellor and how far he and also President Macron, who does have an election next year, is going to be playing the relationship with central Europe. Will Macron's plans, which he floated last year, of moving moving ahead on Eurozone integration, uh to the to the to the uh, uh, leaving many non eurozone countries like poland outside of that orbit of decision making will that return or will he ease off in the name of broader eu unity
0: america obviously um changing the white house and joe biden becoming the president um, uh, how much will that influence things
1: biden's people in the foreign policy uh, establishment of Poland and Hungary on on rule of law issues, NGO issues, cultural issues? Will that impact the very warm bilateral relationship that was being built up under the Trump presidency? And in general, what will the Biden presidency mean in terms of refocusing the US much more on Brussels and on rebuilding that relationship with Berlin and Paris rather than focusing on central Europe, which is what President Trump was doing? So a lot of questions there. And, of course, a lot of people looking to the United States to see what the impact of the Biden uh, stimulus package will be. Very deep pockets, indeed, being found in the U.S. Treasury. The U.S. new nominated U.S. Treasury Secretary already saying that she'll be moving ahead with a further stimulus package, which is going to ramp up up to 25% of GDP when you count all the Trump and Biden years together, uh, which is, in a way, it's sort of good news because if America grows, that's good for the American economy. It's also good for the global economy. And it's also good for the relationship with the EU. And very finally, Richard, obviously everyone's saying, well, Biden's going to be good for rebuilding the US European relationship. But there are issues like China, NATO spending, Russia, where he might find himself having some very tough conversations, particularly in Berlin, where, particularly if Mr. Lachey takes over, uh the the chancellorship in the second half of the year at the end of the year uh where germany and, and the united states don't necessarily see to right. so a very complex picture very uncertain picture a very dynamic picture especially for central europe
0: um and and how do you see the three c's initiative Marek um do you think that that's going to become more influential um, i guess over over the next year or so
1: it's uh long history behind it um historically a lot lot of sentiment involved in the region, but primarily driven by the recognition by the Central European leaders, meaning from the Baltics to the Balkans, a big swathe of Europe, that they're behind the curve in key investments, whether it's in energy, infrastructure, digital economy, and trying to find a mechanism through which those countries can work together to accelerate their development and investments in that area. Now, it always, always boils down to money, uh, these countries individually, on their own, are fairly hamstrung in terms of deficit there, freedom of maneuver on fiscal policy, monetary policy, relatively limited. Where's the money going to come from? And that's been one of the challenges for the Three Cs Initiative. They have set up a regional fund, which is partly financed by, by, by state banks and state-controlled conglomerates in the region. But they're also looking for investments, particularly from the United States, and not averse either to the Middle East, perhaps even coming in as a as a funder. And I think that's that's one of the going to be the great um, uh, initiatives of the region. We wish them well. Um, obviously, under President Trump, yes, there was a great interest in the United States. A lot of people wondered whether that was driven by the interests of Central Europe, whether it was part of the Trumpian skepticism towards the EU and trying to undermine Brussels influence in the region, whether that was a motivation. Could be we we'll ought see with Biden. I mean, so far a number of Biden's advisors have spoken actually well of the project. They want to see it continue, but I think you will see it balanced with a greater engagement with uh, with the EU, uh, with the EU itself, and the real focus for the US administration being, you know, ongoing negotiations on a potential EU-US free trade deal. You know, if that's a long story, uh, but I think that so the priority of the three Cs will perhaps less from the US government's perspective. But you will see local uh, regional governments in Central Europe particularly wanting to move forward uh, with it. There's already a next summit has been announced. It's going to be in Bulgaria, uh, probably in the second half of this year, 21. And there will be a lot of um, interest in Central Europe in making that project work. They see it as, as the flagship project that they want to see happen and get Europe, Central Europe back onto a level playing field in those crucial areas of infrastructure, Uh, With West European countries, so they're not the Central Europeans are not going to give up on the idea.
0: No, it'd be very interesting to see how that Leveling Up agenda um, comes through. Particularly, Um, thanks very much for joining us, Marek.
1: Thank you very much, Richard.